Sarah. Hi. You like that? I timed it. So good at this. I hate. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's Zencaster. I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's both. But uh, clearly, Mama needs to take a class. So I will be doing that. That's actually on my my new planner, one of my goals yeah. for uh, the end, till the end of the summer. Sarah, how are you? Uh, <laughs> well, different than I was about 20 minutes ago. Uh, where I am, it, it was storming. Mm-hmm. So that was not great. My power was flickering. Yeah. The pod was, you know, touch and go. Potting. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. Yes, it does. Um, Women on top, thank you for tuning in. Sorry, had to get that name in yeah. there. I'm Kristen. This is Sarah. Sarah, keep keep telling us about the weather. People love hearing about the weather. Well, I was just going to say now the storm has passed. Oh, okay. And scene. So, <laughs> I am exhausted. Yep. I have three weeks left of my class, yep. and we're t- and then I'm taking my exam, and so I've started to do. Uh, the treadmill before all of my classes, my gym classes, because I, for whatever reason, I retain information more when I, when I'm sort of, and this is, I think this is even with the gym, you know, when I, I I need to be sort of multitasking and I don't know what it is, but it works. So I, I read over all my study material and the study guides on the bike and on the treadmill and did it two days in a row yesterday before cycling and today before yoga and i am wiped just drained but good drain but right but yeah i rallied for you people <laughs> <laughs> um i should probably i should i shouldn't i shouldn't tell this but i'm going to anyway okay. so i was in the supermarket yesterday and i walked by the meat case and there were a <laughs> like a row of s- some sort of Italian sausage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I took a picture of it <laughs> and I sent it to Don. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> forgive the juvenile humor, but as I passed by this case, all I could think of was you. <laughs> and if it's not clear, I'm saying he's well endowed. So <laughs> did you get a response? Yeah. Yes, I did. All right. And I, w- I won't say what that response was. <laughs> we just, we can all use our imagination. We can all use our imagination. It was, no, it was perfectly, it was like a, like a smiley face and whatever, whatever. It was nice. Uh, anywho, Sarah. Yeah. Lady Gaga. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, so Lady Gaga played mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. despite the fact that the NFL is terrible and it's a... It's a it's a hideous corporation that gives zero fucks about human life. Mm-hmm. Um, so she did that, and she took a big payday from Tiffany, even though they were the ones that were branding the barricades around Trump Tower. So so that happened, mm-hmm. and then she made that movie, which was abysmal. <laughs> Um, For that reason alone, we should cancel her. And right around that time, she was like, oh, yes, sorry about R. Kelly, everyone. And removed removed the song from streaming. Right. Um, Which, that kind of double pisses me off, actually. Um, Right. Because I don't, I don't want to listen to R. Kelly, but I don't, I don't want Lady Gaga 
to make the choice for me either. But anyway, that happened. <laughs> well, you can't have it both ways. I mean, Jesus Christ, no matter what she did, you would have been pissed off by it. Do you agree? I guess that's my point. Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> Uh, mid-July and uh, last uh, this past Monday and Tuesday Amazon decided were holidays they were Prime Day and um, I don't I can't tell if people really get excited about Prime Day because I don't have Prime anymore but in years past it seems like nothing good is ever actually on sale yeah it's Um, a garage sale basically but this, this year Lady Gaga decided that she was going to launch her makeup line that she's been talking about for like four years mm-hmm. exclusively through Amazon. And on Prime Day, which is the very same day that workers around the country are walking out to protest Amazon. Right. Um, so I don't I don't really get it. <laughs> Uh, especially since no one is getting their pre-ordered Lady Gaga makeup for like six weeks. Yeah, I read an article from uh, or, or, about Jeffree Star, who's this mega popular makeup YouTube personality. Mm-hmm. And he tweeted and said, you know, I, I don't think she should have released the makeup until people could get it immediately. Right. And he's like, that's just my opinion. You know, I can't do any sort of sample looks i because i'm not getting any testers i can't do anything with it so uh yes yeah lady I, gaga I get it. <laughs> there's only so many times when a celebrity can play the the doe-eyed innocent before right. i'm not buying it i i'm getting there i i don't know oh i've been there i, don't I was know there why, but i just don't want to cancel her and i I don't know why. I've already given her more chances. I'm. I, I don't. I'm not gonna cancel her. I'm fucking fifty years old. I'm not canceling a pop star. But around the time of the Oscar nomination, she came out with, "Oh, I'm gonna remove her from the streaming service," and I'm deeply sorry, bitch. You knew. Look, you knew. And here's what really gets me: she's a sexual abuse survivor. Yeah. Yeah, that and- struck me as weird at the time. Mm-hmm. Whatever year Art Pop came out. 2013 2014 mm-hmm. whatever year that was that that was weird and i don't and i didn't get it and i don't get it yeah i just i don't i i i feel like a lot of these celebrities you know they get on their high horse and they get on their soapboxes when it's when it's can be used to their advantage like when it's award season right you know jessica chastain did the same thing when she was uh campaigning for molly's day she had been nominated for a Golden Globe, and that was right at the at the peak of the Weinstein scandal breaking. And she was oh so feminist and feminist, feminist, feminist. And oh, I want to make sure that Octavia Spencer and I get paid the same amount. And I, I think they were doing a movie together. And then she didn't get a nomination, <laughs> and we didn't really hear from her after that. Nothing to say, huh? Not not too much to say. Not as much as before. And you know, the same thing is. I, I can't stand Brie Larson either. Like, I don't, I don't get the love for her, especially when everybody's like, oh, did you see the look on her face when she gave Casey Affleck her, his Oscar? Casey Affleck is low-hanging fruit. Yeah. People yeah. could, someone could have kicked Casey Affleck off the stage and nobody would have cared. 
because at that point he was low hanging fruit. And that doesn't mean I'm saying I feel bad for him. I'm saying it it, it was such a collective disdain for him that anybody could have done anything and no one was going to side eye it. And, you know, she was very proud of, you know, this dirty look she gave Casey Affleck. And yet I don't hear her saying anything about Sean Penn or Josh Brolin. No, I don't either. Uh, I don't hear anybody, including Charlize Theron, who I, who I like. But I, I'm just kind of like, girl, you dated him. You dated him. Mm-hmm. And that story about him tying Madonna up, it's infamous. Yeah, it is. You know, and, and he beating up the, the the paparazzi and, you know, that was just seen as so masculine these days. That dude is a rage machine. Everybody, I mean, I won't say everybody knows it, but it's been discussed for years. Yeah. Yeah. So um, suck my dick. I don't want to hear it. I just, I'm, I get like Alyssa Milano. Sorry. If I want to cancel anybody, it's her. She needs to shut the fuck up. She does have a lot to say. <laughs> I don't mind that she has a lot to say. It's that what she says is fucking stupid and she, embarrassing. Yeah. The last and uninformed. Of her, she was promoting a sex strike. Oh, at, like Liz Estrada. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, you don't get it. You're a te- mm. <sighs> No, see, you're not getting it. <laughs> well, she doesn't. But, I mean, would it work? I don't know. We have a try. Why would I want to give up something I enjoy? Like, why would I want to punish myself in the process? Yeah. You know, and again, like, right. And what are we saying? Like, we're putting a value on our vagina. We are. Like. You know, just the whole thing. I just, celebrities need to just, they need to act and just be like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Do your movie and then go away for 10 years. Or at least be consistent. You know what I mean? If you're going to be an activist, then at least have enough self-awareness and decency. <laughs> yeah. We, we were talking about this before. Go ahead, sacrifice your own profit on occasion. Yeah, we were talking about Ellen Pompeo, and I like Ellen Pompeo. It's, it's funny. I think she's from Medford, which is right next to my hometown, and I heard her on uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's Red Table. I don't know if you've ever watched that. It's fantastic. Huh. And when I heard her being interviewed, she was talking like this with her Boston accent, and you know it was really hot, and this is what we do, and yeah, you know, oh my God. And I was like, oh my God, she's from Boston. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't so know either. She's, yeah, I oof. When that accent comes out. So when she's being interviewed and she's saying, you know, I was very unhappy with the lack of people of color on the Grey's Anatomy set. And I spoke up and we need to say something and white privilege, white privilege, white privilege. And who's sitting next to her, but fucking Emma Roberts, who, by the by, beat the (laughs) shit out of Evan Peters and got away with it. And nobody brings it up. And Ryan Murphy just continues to cast her, and then out of the other side of his mouth, oh, feminist, 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 ally, ally, women, women, women. Right. You can't have it both ways. No, I, yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, I decided not to say what I was going to say. That's what that was, but. Uh-oh, what were you going to say? Say it, say it, say it, say it. I, say it, say I, it, say I was going to say, this is why people don't, take the left Uh, seriously seriously yeah we're not consistent we're not united i don't know 
Yeah, I know you don't want to get political, but like it's. It, I, mean, I just don't want to talk about Trump, sometimes. but I, I 100% agree with you. I feel like we have so much work to do among, and I'm going to say among white women because oh, black God. women have it together. Yeah, they've saved us so many times. They've saved us so, so many times. <laughs> Thanks, it's guys. white women. So this is directed clearly at the white women. Yeah. And we have so many, uh, we have so many issues that we need to work out amongst ourselves or among ourselves and the inconsistencies pay for your own fucking drinks, by the way, like pay the debt, like that one. Yeah. You stop know, beating stop, up your significant others. That'd stop be beating up your significant others, Naya Rivera and Emma Roberts. Stop doing that shit because you're making us look bad. Alyssa Milano, take, take a break. Take a breather. Yeah. We won't miss you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was cool with her when she did the breastfeeding shot and she got shit for it. And I was right behind her. She should be able to breastfeed whatever the hell she wants and post pictures of it. Who cares? But uh, the minute she started with the Me Too thing and she didn't credit the woman. And here I am. And I'm t- saying it. Do you have Google? Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry that I don't know her name. I do have but Google. She- what do you have Google? Uh, what was her name that started Me Too? Yes. Oh, let's Google it. Let's Google that. Well, while you're doing that, she she acted like she came up with it. Once again, what, what are we doing? White people just stealing something from black people and playing, you know, and being all wide eyed. Oh my god, I had no idea. You know, the Women's March, too. That was started by what, Shirley Chisholm, I think. Mm, that sounds right. You know, we stole that, too. And no one said anything about it. Right. So, um, Tarana Burke, is that who you're Tarana Burke, thank you. I don't know. Oh, okay. Tarana, I knew it was TB. I just couldn't. I thought it was Tamara. So, yeah. Gaga, I, I just, I'm going to put her in a corner, you know. I'm done. I don't care. And all her fans are, Oh, now they're Bradley Cooper single. I hope they're going to get together. And, uh, oh, who cares? Who cares? Two vain people who gives a shit. Uh, <laughs> for us, uh, can we move on to one thing? Uh, the Emmy nominations. Did you pay any attention to the Emmy nominations? Uh, no, but I can try. <laughs> Keep up. <laughs> so you didn't watch the bodyguard. You didn't watch bodyguard. No. Right, you have to watch that. Richard Madden won the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Drama. I mean, he, everybody was like, "He's a lock. He's a lock. He's a lock." Not just for a nomination, but to win. He didn't even get nominated, but the series got nominated. And I hate this is another thing too. And Tracy Ellis Ross didn't get nominated for Blackish, and it's like, come the fuck on, she carries that show. And I, I just saw a lot of stuff, and you realize that. This is really about who knows who. It's not about it. Right. Last year I was so rooting for Cody Fern to get a nomination for, uh, American crime story Versace. Mm -hmm. He, his performance was just heartbreaking and everybody in that cast got nominated except for him, including Ricky Martin, who was, seems lovely, but, couldn't uh, yeah let's just say acting it's not his strongest skill it's not it's It's not not. but he got nominated over cody fern and it was because nobody knew who cody fern was Hmm. and i think it sucks when these actors who are really 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 good 
don't get the notice that they should just because nobody knows them. Yeah. You know, I, it's a popularity contest when you have all these people voting, they should just have a panel. And the panel decides this is who we're going to nominate. Yeah, just there's got to be a better way to do it. There's got to be a better way to do it. So Veep, of course, Game of Thrones, you know, record-breaking, was it 32 nominations? Oh, I could, yeah, I could see that as a headline, which that was pretty crazy because no one even liked that season. Yeah, I've never seen one episode and I uh, don't regret it. And I refuse to apologize for it. <laughs> it's pretty overrated. It's very overrated from what I heard and yeah. just like all the rape and oof, no, I'm good. Thanks. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, the dragon's fine. But Kit Harrington gets nominated and right. okay, look. <laughs> look. People well, you just said you've never seen it. So what do you what But do I've you seen do? clips of him. I've okay. seen clips of him in the show. And can we just and you know, the good fight, the good fight with Christine Baranski doesn't get nominated. She she was did you ever used to watch The Good Wife? No. Oh, fuck you. Why don't you watch TV? I we do. need to get somebody in here who watches watch TV. <laughs> uh, good Wife, if you haven't, go go back and watch it. It's incredible. And The Good Fight with Christine Baranski, again, phenomenal, but because it's on CBS All Access and not the network, oh. it doesn't get the exposure. Yeah, she no one get a vote. Yeah, no one has seen it, right? No one has seen it. That's why they're airing it this summer. They're airing the first summer the first season this summer on CBS on Sunday nights. Okay. And I think they're probably trying to, uh, they're probably trying to uh, maybe get it into the primetime lineup, which I think would be a good idea. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, that show sounds buried. It's buried and it's so good. So good. And it has a bunch of strong female leads and it's an exceptionally diverse cast and the writing is phenomenal. It's just, ugh. Yeah. Just bothers me. Well, all right. Let me, let me, let me do one. Uh, okay. Have you seen Dead to Me? No. No. <laughs> yeah, Christina Applegate got nominated though. Good. Because that show's amazing. Is it? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I'm going to have to give that a try. Yeah. I'm going to have to give Russian Doll a try, too. She got nominated, too. Yes, Russian Doll is very good. Um, I know you're not a Natasha Lyonne fan, but... No, 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 I'm not. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. But again, that I think that's another one who she was sort of going through something. I think she might have been going through some... I don't know. She might have had some sort of something going on and was just, like, acting out so that I could be holding that against her and I shouldn't. In uh, her uh, past? Yeah. Oh, she she definitely did. She's she's um, sober now, but she's talked about it at length. Um, I lots of places. <laughs> yeah, I you know I, I said this earlier. Like if Emma Roberts apparently this beatdown that she gave even Evan Peters, the rumor is they were both high out of their mind, sure. and you know the rumor is that Emma Roberts is heavy, heavy, heavy into drugs. And if they were both high when they had that fight, like I'm all about, and she says, oh, you know, and I'm clean now and I'm sober. I'm all about the second chance for that. I'm all about giving addicts a second chance because of family members who uh, were addicts. Right. And just the idea that this girl coasts through her career because of her aunt. Julia Roberts too. She was snubbed too, and I was glad. Good. Fuck you. 
Yeah, well, I mean, she's, she's, really had, her, she's had her turn. She had her time. Jesus Christ, why do people keep trying to bring her back? Um, let's see, what else? Amelia Clark got nominated. Okay, that's I good. I like her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Emmys, I don't know. I just feel like they never get it totally right. But one thing they did get right, Shit's Creek. Never seen it. Oh, I've only seen a few episodes, and this was one of those shows. My sister's like, "You have to watch it. You have to watch it." And for we're talking two years, she'd be on the phone, she'd be like, "You know, if you ever bothered to watch Shit's Creek," and I'm like, "Pam, I just don't, <laughs> I don't care. Like, I don't care." There's so much media right now that it is impossible to consume all of the buzzworthy shows. It's impossible. What I like about this show, besides that it's just Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy are just so the whole cast, it's just there isn't a weak link in that in the cast, in the writing, it's perfection. Mm-hmm. And uh Dan Levy is the creator of it. He stars in it. He's Eugene Levy's son. Okay. And he is gay, openly gay. And his character on the show is gay and he's engaged to a man and you know, the family's very supportive of it. And I love seeing a, you know, the spawn of a, of a mega famous actor uh, taking that platform and taking that privilege and using it to, to better society, to, to contribute in a yeah. positive way. Yeah, it's, it's better than beating up your boyfriend. It's better than being Max Landis or Emma Roberts. Yeah. So, Okay. What about yeah, the good be- place? Did that get any nominations? Yeah, Ted Danson got nominated. I believe was up for best uh, best comedy. Ted Danson got nominated. I've only watched a few episodes. Don't get it. <laughs> we are just not consuming the same media. We're not. We are not. Apparently not. I'm looking at my. But we are. Right but there now. is one thing that we're there both is. watching. There is the big little big little lies. Mm, one episode left. <laughs> okay. My God, there's so much to wrap up. They started so many new threads this this past week. Yeah, um, this season was a waste. <laughs> there was absolutely no need for it. They were greedy. They wanted to keep the ball rolling with the awards and the accolades. Yeah. And did you hear the story that the woman who was hired to direct it basically had like control taken away from her because they gave they were basically like two directors. That's why this, this season's so uneven because Mark Paul, Mark Valley, Mark Paul Valley was the director from the first season. And he, and that's, what's missing is his directing, but this season it's him and her. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the creative control was stolen from her because of course it was and and given to Mark Valley. Yeah. And that's why the season's so uneven. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah, that's disappointing. I'm, I'm ready to part with it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I couldn't. So let's start at the let's start at the very beginning because okay. that's a very good place to start. So the episode opens with Corey showing up at J- or Jane showing up at Corey's apartment, or Corey showing up at Jane's apartment, yeah. and she's like, "So what's the story? Are you a cop? Are you a cop?" And he's like, "No, they pulled me in for questioning." Um, not only does that make absolutely no sense, <laughs> but he went down there apparently very willingly and without a lawyer, which right. again makes no sense. Right. And he said, and they're just they're just waiting for one of you to crack. Really? The cops said that to you? 
<laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely a cop. <laughs> he's a cop. Yeah. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they like re- revisit that because what a wasted opportunity because that would be really cool if he was a cop or if he was Perry's brother and something make him something because what whatever he is now it just doesn't work oh i think he's definitely a cop yeah he has to be has to be and i think in the end he's whatever somebody's gonna kill somebody and i think it's gonna be him so uh then we cut to (laughs) renata was it renata that poor son of a bitch (laughs) so the maid is being let go and she's very upset and They owe severance, $72,000 in severance. And she's, you know, she's saying, we know we owe you and we'll pay you. Uh, the first thing we want to do is make sure to get you another job. And so the nanny shows up at the bankruptcy hearing and says, not only is she owed 72000 in severance, but she's owed something like 120000 for other services. Yeah. And you knew as soon as they inter- as soon as they introduced her, and you're like, oh, Gordon fucked her. You just knew it because that's the, like the piece de resistance. He's a complete and utter fucking loser. And paired with this amazing woman who is, has been dragged down because he's a fucking loser. Yeah. I just wish it had come up earlier. You know, why introduce that now? Right. Like you have one episode left. Let's see that in the second episode. Let's see that in the previous episode. Give us yeah. something. Something. Uh, but of course, there's think, nowhere to take it now. Other than, There's nowhere to take it. I mean, again, I think Gordon could just bail. Um, or Renata could do nothing and just stay with him because she's preoccupied with, um, you know, the Perry thing. But it's, I, I don't know. He really should have been introduced much earlier. Yes. Uh, Bonnie and her mother, again, I'm going to say, don't care. I don't care about her mother. I, I they, think they, it's super weird how seriously Bonnie is taking this recent stroke victim when she expresses the, the desire to die. I, I mean, doesn't it... Like, Bonnie's pretty convinced that her mother meant that. <laughs> right. And I think that's weird. Really? You think that's weird? Uh, if, yeah, if someone has just had a stroke and they wake up for just a couple of seconds, I, how, I don't, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't take that as like, oh, those are, that's their last wishes. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, I didn't think twice about that. That made sense to me. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but doesn't, doesn't a stroke affect your brain? And your I speech? Would- well, it did affect her speech. Yeah, half half one side of her face; she can't move. So I don't know. I I think Bonnie's taking that um, very seriously, which I would not. I mean, obviously, I would want to do, you know, what was right for my mom, but mm-hmm. I, I just I don't know how seriously you should take that. I can't believe she said to the doctor, "Can't we kill her?" Yeah. What? Wait. Okay. Oh my God. (laughs) We'll get to this. We'll get to this. Okay. So there's a line that came up that I heard about and we'll, but we'll get to it. So then we have, um, Ed being propositioned by tits McGee, which again, why would you introduce that in the penultimate episode? Right? Like just what's going to happen there? 
right. what's going on. And she's like, you know, I have you in my masturbation diary and blah, 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 blah. And everybody online is like, I hope Ed stays away from her. She's crazy. And I mean, is she crazy? I don't know. I don't know if she's crazy or not, but you know, automatically. I think think the fact that she said masturbation diary is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I've just been uh, blogging too long that that doesn't phase me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Dave, Ed just kind of sit there and Ed, what Adam Scott's perfect expression is that perplexed, like, I'm speechless. Yeah, bewildered. Bewildered. <laughs> so um, it's not clear what he's going to do. You know, he thinks it's just part revenge. It's like, yeah, no shit. It is. She just, she. it's revenge, but she also is attracted to you. Whatever. He's clearly not going to do it, so whatever. So he goes home. Think- do I think he's going to do it? I want him to. I think Madeline's the worst. I think he should divorce her and just get on with his life and be with someone who truly loves him. She doesn't love him. Well, Madeline is the worst, but this seems like uh, a pretty messy way to enact revenge. Because this this other lady seems like she's already invested in him. Right. I see and that. That's, I, yeah, that's that's not... You're not going to get a quick release there. Right. <laughs> no escape valve. So Ed goes home, and Madeline is in her bedroom dancing in her wedding dress to... Yeah. Their, and I still don't understand how Ed saying, you know how I said, I can't just wave a magic wand. Well, that was pretty fucking close. What? What? I, I wasn't. Yeah, that was. Like, he was so moved by that. He thought it was just such a vulnerable moment. You just want to go, dude, she staged that. How do you not know that? <laughs> that was totally staged. Of course it was. Um, Not only that, but like, it's. It's just a it's just a white dress, man. Like <laughs> I know it, it has symbolic meaning and whatever, whatever, but like it's 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 just clothes. Like it's <laughs> Yeah. So th- they're clearly on their way back to each other. Yeah. Then we cu- then we cut to Celeste and her absolutely atrocious lawyer who I think should um golf with the therapist. <laughs> because they're both kind of questionable at their job and and the therapist's like no you don't understand we have to stick with that's the best thing to do and stay quiet stay quiet oh my god shut up like s- speak up say something i don't know like why she's there like uh, yeah. i don't know why she's there unclear so they obviously hire a private investigator to track down all the men that what's her face has been having sex with uh-huh that's a big suspension of disbelief. Like, what are you doing? Like, you t- are you tailing these men? Hmm. Like, I didn't uh, think about that. It's just stupid. And um, here's my feeling: is that Celeste is a shitty mother. <laughs> I think Celeste yeah, is a bad mother. She's not great. She's but she's not certainly great. not bad enough to lose her kids. No, she's not bad enough to lose her kids. But she better get it together. Like I don't, I don't think it's unwise for the kids to go stay with the grandmother for a couple of months or a month while yeah. she gets it together. Or even just on weekends, which was just their, on weekends, which that is was what the original was, offer, right? Right, like not for anything, but who the fuck wouldn't want to have a weekend to themselves? That's kind of what I thought. I mean, <laughs> especially, especially those boys, right? Especially if you're going out and hooking up with strangers. Yeah, which 
whatever. And then Which, she just, hey, hey, if you want to do that, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but then but, um, we yeah. see that the judge is like, okay, um, well, I'll have my decision. Like the, they they rest the case, and she's like, okay, well, I'll give my decision. And they hadn't even cr- like into what's the word cross examined or examined at all. Mary Louise. Yeah, so this woman who wants the, wants custody, you're not going to look into her stuff? You're not going to put her on the stand? <laughs> the yeah, whole thing not. is a fucking, it's a shit show at this point. Like, now, well, it's a that shit That was show. just an excuse to give Nicole Kidman something to do, right? To give her character yeah. a growing a growing moment. Yes. An opportunity to stand up for herself. And David Kelly, who's the producer, David Kelly... Uh, is known for legal dramas. Mm-hmm. So that's why that scene was there. <laughs> David <sighs> Kelly, you know, the, the writer or one of the writers. Or you think it. it would have been a little more skillfully handled then. Cause yeah. I mean, really like what are the odds that Mary Louise wouldn't have been investigated at all? Well, not for anything. Why wasn't Celeste investigating her? Because uh, let's not forget her fucking child died and her other son was a rapist and an abuser. How yeah. are you not bringing that up? Right. <laughs> the plot. Um, I mean, I do, I do kind of like how, how it's going in terms of um, the questioning being all about her sex life, because I feel like that so often happens in to women in court. Um, that it's like, you know, ultimately whoever's questioning the woman is basically getting at like, well, could you have brought this on yourself? Um, so I, I don't know. I kind of like how that is going, but yeah, I do agree. It's ridiculous that Mary Louise has been under no scrutiny. Yeah. It's, it's just stupid. And we're, obviously we're going to find out the, how the son died I, at this point. I just don't give a shit. I don't care. Everybody can just drive off that windy cliff that they all drive. <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna big little lies boom done are we done we're done we're done okay good so uh, we're gonna move on to the uh, how you doing portion and that this is the dating portion and I received a letter this week from a someone who used to read the who used to read the the blog and she wrote in a letter on Sunday and she said, hi, I don't know if this is more of a question or a thank you. I'm a 45 year old woman and I've been separated since October of last year, but not divorced yet. I have three kids and until recently, very little interest in sex due to the long road of de- out of depression. Two months ago, I crushed on somebody and it was amazing to have feelings back. Then a week ago, I was out of town for work. So I decided to try Tinder. Thing is, I had very little dating experience when I was younger and did not lose my virginity until I was 23. I suspect I'm on the autistic spectrum, which translates to being very poor at understanding the ways people show interest, being very blunt in romantic situations, and finding social situations stressful to say the least. Anyway, there I was trying to trying out the new iteration of something I'd never felt comfortable doing, but I did have but I did have one thing. I've been reading your website for 10 years. The way you describe the motivations and behaviors made dating make sense or as, or as much as it can and realistic. It's messy and we lie to ourselves. So I had a good week, good times with an Italian and then a Canadian, two recent pictures, short bio mentioning the three most important to dating things about me, 
on the spectrum in, in town until Friday, only vice is coffee. And I'm back home and I put up a new profile. So I'm in a city, not big, but close to the big city. I don't know the unspoken rules with the matching and unmatching. I'm learning to appreciate a short bio. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, what it comes down to is she wants to know how to, um, how to seek casual sex on Tinder. And she, well, but I want to maintain some dignity and find out my league. Do most people stay undiscoverable until they actively looking? I feel like a 45 year old with kids shouldn't expect much, but I want to maintain some dignity and find out and find out my league. I can't tell from my likes, but I may be ignoring what's obvious. Thanks for helping me get laid. M. <laughs> Hello. <Okay. M. laughs> um, I've been mostly looking at likes to me, but I'm dreading the stack of guys who I need to decide on in seconds. Uh, I don't, okay. I'm learning to appreciate. So she's basically saying, you know, what's the base, best way to approach this? And the first thing that I would say is take, if you're just looking for something casual, then all you have to say is, uh, you know, I'm in town for the week and I'm just looking to meet new people right. and let nature take its course. <laughs> Well, don't take it offline right away and take it offline right away. Don't get into it. Don't share details. It just, it's just nobody's business. And like, just, just let people read between the lines because it's obvious whenever I see a profile of a tourist or someone who's several miles away or whatever, and they're like, Oh, I'm just in town for the weekend and just want to meet up with some cool people and get a drink. I always say nope, but if I was just looking to get laid, those are the perfect guys to do it with. Yeah. So keep the bio short. Don't get too personal. Have good pictures. And that means the very clear face shot, the very clear body shot. And then just one, it really at this point, I think two or three are fine. I know people used to go crazy with all the photos and active shots and look at me and I'm golfing and I'm climbing a mountain. I'm doing a yoga pose. I want to see your face. It should be clear. I don't want any surprises. And that's why don't put up a bunch of different photos because it's, it's unlikely that you will look similar in all of them. And all somebody has to see is one picture where you're at a bad angle and bye bye you're unmatched or whatever, or they're just not swiping. So the other thing I would say is take out the part about being on the spectrum. Not because really? there's a, well, she doesn't even know that she is. She said, I suspect I am. Well, that's a good point. So, and just, and here's the thing. She suspects she's on the spectrum because she has a hard time reading social cues uh, and, you know, finds these interactions, these dating interactions difficult. And she said, uh, I suspect I'm on the autistic spectrum, which translates to being very poor at understanding the ways people show interest, being very blunt in romantic situations and finding social situations stressful to say the least. No, hon, that's depression. That's not, auti- that's not autism. That is depression. And that is, uh, you know, I'd love to sort of get an idea of what her, her of her background so I could say more, but uh, being very blunt in romantic situations, finding social situations stressful to say the least. People with depression, and, and I'm like this, I, I hate going out. It, it's it's a, an arduous task for me. It drains me. 
And she's mentioned above that she was just getting out of depression. So don't, don't self-diagnose yourself. People do this all the time. They do. It's such a, it's so bad. Don't do that. And don't die. Don't self-diagnose people you dated. If I hear one more, he's a sociopath, he's a narcissist. (laughs) You don't know that. I think he's just an asshole, but you don't know that he's a narcissist or that this person's suffering from Munchausen's disease or whatever. Just don't do that because you don't know. But as far as, you know, if you're just looking to get laid, keep the bio simple. Don't get too personal. Have three really good photos. Uh, Exchange uh, some messages and then meet somewhere. Now, I don't do this. Sometimes I just bring guys over (laughs) and I just have sex with them. And that's reckless. And I've been lucky that I haven't been chopped up and thrown into a box and thrown into the East River. So, right. It's reckless. (laughs) What? Congrats. Congrats. Yay, you. So meet them and get that chemistry test out of the way. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I just, w- I would keep it very light and very impersonal so that you don't g- get attached. Right. Right. Yeah. And you don't have to say, hey, I'm just looking to get laid. No, because I'm telling you this, I'll, I'll say this. Most men will, they won't trust that. Yeah, they'll actually work against you. They'll be afraid. (laughs) They'll be afraid. They'll think, is she going to just invite me over to her apartment, have sex with me, and then ask me to leave? (laughs) Right. They're going to wonder, like, is this a trap? Or, oh, she's got to be really fucked up to do that. Yeah, something. Something. But they're not going to trust it. Right, they're not going to trust it. So don't do that. So Yeah, uh, you have to kind of speak in that code and just say, like, Right, it's all about the code. I'm only in town for a little while or just looking to meet new people. That's those mean, those mean I'm just looking for sex. Right. Yeah. So there's the answer to that. Now um, let's move on to, (laughs) uh, we're going to talk about miles with a Y in a second, but I really want to cover this, this dating coach, dating expert. I don't know. Uh, her profile is a little nudge. Yeah. The thing I'm noticing about her and, and all the stuff she posts, the thing that really irks me most about her is that she, and, and most dating coaches, is that they indulge the whining rather than saying, okay, yeah, this sucks, but how could we, how could you have prevented that? Yeah. Okay. You know? okay. So I sent you, I sent you a screenshot of this com- of this let's, this conversation. Yeah. Where is you it? Did. I thought. I wondered if you found that one particularly for me because it's it's local. <laughs> so it's basically this Twitter exchange. It's an it's a, a text exchange between this guy and this woman, and now. The first thing she says when she says, Saturday works for me. I have a graduation party I have to get to later in the evening, but early evening is good. Boom, done. That's it. Don't go out on the date. Right, because you're double booked. A, you're double booked. B, what she's trying to say is, I I can't really stay long. Yeah. And they're telling you, I'm not really into this, but I'm eh, maybe. You don't want to go out with anybody who's eh about you. Do you? Do you do you want to hear something funny though? Sure, I love it. I love things funny. I love uh, I I double booked my husband. 
Did and you? he was and he was the lunch date. You harlot. <laughs> but it but it turned out my instincts were incorrect. <laughs> um so so I mean I don't I'm not trying to negate your whole thing. <laughs> um but yeah generally if uh if you're double booked um I, well I would say if you're double booked it's not necessarily indicative of interest of level pro- of a problem yeah or of interest level but like yeah I'd say like if you have the earlier slot then because think about it they're not gonna be able to drink right you know what I mean oh I have to be here at 8 right. I have to leave yeah. at seven thirty. excuse me I'm hiccuping right so um he says what time is the party it's at eight i could meet you around six oof yeah perfect what neck of the woods are you is good for you i'm flexible when where do you live bethesda you choose Ooh. okay i was going to say uh il canal in georgetown but that's a hike for you if you have to be back for a party let's do uh let's do some fucking bar who knows so at um, farmers tyson's corner Okay. Well, you knew it was. And she says, okay, cool. I like that place. And then he says, excellent. See you then. So he sends her text the day, uh, the day of the date or the day before the date. Hi, Ash. Where did this week go? Not complaining. Love Friday. Looking forward to meeting up tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice of him to do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. clearly more interested than she is. But I'm going to, I'm going to now, the next text is from him the next day. Hi. Uh-huh. So I'm here. Are you here yet? And yeah. then he says, I think you're setting me up. If so, blech. Well, that's a first. I should have scoped you out better. Good luck. No, you know what you should have done? When she didn't fucking respond to your text, that's your answer. <laughs> like, yeah. I only have so much sympathy for you. Yeah, that's that's true. She did not respond to his, um, I don't know, what would you even call that? Like a check-in? It's a, a confirmation. That's the confirmation. Yeah. yeah. And now here's another one. It's similar. So it's the woman texting the man. And she says, I'd like to see you again. Are you free Saturday night? I got stuff going on for a little while. Not really free until after fourth weekend. Oh, that's too bad. Do you still want to go out again? Sure. I'd like to see you. Not blowing you off here. And then she says, sure doesn't make a girl feel special. I'm worth a yes! Exclamation point. Mm. Um, dial it back <laughs> from 11. <laughs> First of all, second of all, what is, and I said this to this, to this coach, because I'm like, I'm noticing what I'm noticing with you is that you have clients that try to force people to go out with them when it's very clear. These people don't want to go out with them yeah, or that they're trying to get out of the date. Like, or that they're, or that they're ambivalent at best. They're ambivalent at best. You're right. It's like, rather than indulge the whining, why not teach them how to navigate a situation like this so it doesn't keep happening? Right. Yeah. If someone doesn't respond to your confirmation text, yes, they're not they're not coming. Right. That's a it's a it's a done deal at that point, and I wouldn't waste the gas. Gas. Uh, but let's now. Speaking of no response, is a response. I uh-huh. sent you a sc- <laughs> screenshot. Um, now, look, I'm not saying that I came up with no response is a response. Uh-huh. However, however, <laughs> um, I do say that on this show a lot. And, oh, my God, uh, look what Miles Scott wrote on his Instagram. And this is what he puts out, on, I think, on Twitter. 
no response is also a response. That You know what that is? That's like Vanilla Ice saying, no, 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 no. My riff is different than Queen's Under Pressure. You know, theirs goes, dun, 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 dun. Mine goes, dun, 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 like whatever. It's like, no, it's the same thing. It's just all you did was add a beat. This is why you get held over a fucking balcony, you idiot. Yeah. So this guy, I'm telling you right now, and I'm going to keep calling it, because he's doing, he's now being a dating coach and he did this live today and he had another dating coach join him, another guy. There's a reason why you never see unattractive male dating coaches. There's a reason yeah, no for one that. Would, no one would listen to them. Nobody would listen to them, A, and B, no woman would sleep with them. And there, you, there is, you will never convince me that any of these Dating coaches that specifically deal with women do not tell me they're not predators because they are. This guy, especially, because his whole shtick is, oh, I used to be a fuckboy, but I'm not a fuckboy anymore. And so, who is he drawing in? Women who were always taken in by fuckboys, AKA vulnerable women. Yeah. yeah. And- or women who just like really love a, a, a trite saying everything about him and i don't even i i I don't i don't get it what's the other one he said when life gives you shit make compost and grow from it who the fuck is saying these things to him where is he getting them and i'll tell you where he's getting them because he wrote a calendar (laughs) no he's stealing shit because somebody somebody wrote me an email about this guy and said I told him that people can smell a disingenuous guy a mile away and what happened? Sure enough, this shows up on his tweet. What does it say? Da 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 da. After his little fuckboy thing. After his, uh, let's see. Da, da, da. I'm getting lost here. Uh, it shows up. Basically, he says in one of his one of his little Instagram posts, people can smell a disingenuous guy from a mile away. It's like, dude, you're ripping people off. Yeah. And oh, and he's uh, all talking about this, this like going into he's like one of these woo woo types who. Oh, oh yeah. I, yeah. I have a couple. I have a couple that I, I really like. We hurt because we care. We care because we love. Why don't we love when we're hurt? What? <laughs> Let, you know what? Let's read them to the music. What? You can't connect deeply without allowing yourself to be seen. You can't allow yourself to be seen if you haven't seen yourself. Boom. <laughs> wait, 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 I got one. Okay. I got one. Wait a minute, keep going. I'll keep the music going. Keep the music. Keep Her going. energy was pure light. The kind that showed shadows how to dance. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> yeah, let's just keep doing this. Hold on, hold on. I got I got to do more of these. Hold on. How beautiful is emotion? <laughs> to care, to love, to cry, to feel. To know they're temporary is to know life, for life is also temporary. Embrace emotions as you would life, because this too shall pass. Oh, that's original. Wow, that's like... Is that the Dalai Lama? I'm confused. Yeah. Self-love starts when you face the things you were once afraid to admit to yourself. Her energy was pure warmth. The kind that lit fires 
in the hearts of everyone she met. <laughs> Can we do this? I kept, <laughs> I kept lying to you because I'd been lying to myself all along. She wasn't a soul snatcher. She was a soul digger. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the same one here. Let me go. Let me go further down. <laughs> no, let me go further up. Let me go further. Oh man. Uh, let's see. Damn girl, your soul is fucking beautiful. <laughs> Three keys to dating: know who you are, know what you want, express your true intentions up front. Sounds good. Doesn't happen. Sounds good. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Um. Intriguing. Her heart glowing. Her energy radiating. Her soul loving. Her external fascinating. But that was the least interesting thing. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> and this has been oh. Tweets with Miles within the Y. <laughs> And here I thought my favorite of his Instagram posts was going to be the one where he was shirtless, where he says, this isn't like my other shirt. Right. And I'm sure he wasn't looking for people to tell him that he's good looking. I'm sure that's not what it is. And I, like I said to you, I can't tell if this guy truly doesn't know that what he's doing is seeking female validation, which is the thing he said he was like over and not doing anymore. Or if he's very well aware of it and intentionally preying on these women because he is preying on these women and I, I, I just cannot deal with all these women. And you know who he ended up meeting up with? Have you ever heard of Mindy Hale? I don't know. Uh, Where, what would I know her from? She's called, it's, she wrote a book called The Single Woman. She's on Twitter as The Single Woman. I'm like, bitch, you, now you're buying into this nonsense hmm. and you have an audience? Stop doing that we really need to put a stop to these male dating coaches really do well predators. you know you know what i think i i think he believes his own shtick yeah i mean right because it's yeah it's that's the ultimate in ego right if you if you cannot admit to yourself like oh, i'm just a just a huckster yeah <laughs> you have to buy into your own bullshit oh my god i can't and the, again the more i take this class and the more you know we were talking about trauma-informed services today and how you know like yoga if your instructor doesn't say hey you know please tell me if you don't like to be touched for you know adjustments and so that i know like that's a bad instructor if they don't do that they should be saying that. Nobody should be touching you without your permission. Right. And I feel the same way about these dating coaches. You know, you're dealing with people's well-being. And if you, there's a reason why these women went after these fuckboys. There's a reason for it. And it's way beyond your scope, Junior. <laughs> uh, Miles with oh, a Y. Miles with a Y. All right. Oh, Sarah. Yeah. We did it. We did. We did Under it. an hour. Under an hour. We're trying to make these shorter because we can tell the clicks go down when the show's longer, but the shorter they are, the higher the clicks. So, yay. Okay, people, follow us on Twitter and follow us on Instagram, please. Like, I'm starting to feel a little bit <laughs> insecure that nobody ever follows us on Instagram. So please follow us on Instagram uh, and follow us on Twitter if you can. Join the mailing list. Uh, what else? Oh, whatever. 
become a Patreon. That'll be great. If not, that's fine. Don't. <laughs> if you don't want to, it's okay. Um, uh, you could rate us. Rate us, be nice, or you know, if you don't want to, that's fine. <laughs> I just don't like those aggressive rate us five stars and, blah, 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 and tell us how much you like us, but don't leave anything bad. And it's just like, uh, don't make people do that. So, <laughs> guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been Women on Top, Sarah. Yeah, don't go changing. Oh, wait, I have one story before we go because we were okay. talking about Jessica Chastain in that Molly's game. Mm-hmm. So Molly's game is based on a woman who, this 22, 23-year-old woman who's r- running these high-stakes poker games in L.A. Yeah. At, at, you know, attended by celebrities like Ben Affleck. So there was this one character, exactly. So there was this one character in the movie, and his name was Player X. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was just a dick. You know, he would he would like take he would take people for everything, knowing that they were broke or what. He was just a dick. He was just an asshole. And of course, what ends up happening is he gets upset because Molly is, you know, flirts with other guys but never him. So, do I need to tell you what happens next? Uh, I can imagine a couple scenarios. So, yeah, you you got to tell me. Uh, nothing physical. So she turns him down and he said, and he, he would be like, bark like a seal for this chip, you know, for your tip. And she wouldn't do it. And they ended up having this fight. And so what did he do? He destroyed her business, took all her clients, ruined her reputation. And she moved, I think she moved to New York where she tried to like restart again. Turns out that player X is Toby Maguire. Really? Yeah. Really? Well, that's disappointing. Like, you just wouldn't think of it. What? Yeah, you're making me revisit Aziz now. Oh, no. Why? I, because he's so likable, but that's all, you know, yeah. is that an act? Yeah. Is that persona? Like, Yeah. That's why Toby Maguire's gone away. <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah. How did that come out? Well, she wrote a book. Oh, okay. And she okay. called and him player X. But of course, like, you know how those things go. People figured it out very quickly. Okay. So, you know, someone ratted him out because he's a worm. See, I thought he went away because he's too old for that Spider-Man. boyish, uh, you know, his his boyish persona. Uh, no, I think he went away f- for until this dies down. Kind of like what Aziz did. Mm-hmm. You know, until it dies down, and then maybe he'll take another role because he's part of Leo DiCaprio's pussy posse. So, and Leo will obviously protect him and whatever. So, yeah, fun fact for the day, guys. Thank you so much. So fun, so fun. (laughs) Follow us, follow us, follow us. I'm so pathetic. I feel so needy when I ask for that. Anywho, (laughs) okay, guys. Bye. Bye.